Hey everyone, Anthony Fantano here. You know who it is. I am here fresh off of a performance with Kamasi Washington and The Next Step at the historical Howard Theater in Washington, D.C. And basically, we're going to have a quick conversation about the performance that he just had, the new record, and uh, all the exciting music that he's going to you know, be coming out with, uh, along with his band members here that he was talking with uh, on stage tonight. How you doing, dude? Pretty good, pretty good. Anthony, how you doing? I'm doing good. Um, I was just talking with some of your bandmates about this new record, and uh, you've been touring behind it. You were saying on stage this is your first East Coast tour with this band and with this record. Uh, you know, Give us an idea of what the reception's been like so far. I mean, the crowd here totally freaked out. I mean, has this been a pretty consistent reaction? Yeah, yeah, it's been amazing. I mean, like basically every show's been sold out, and I mean, like there was like a line around the corner at, at the Blue Note in New York. I was like totally like in awe i was like i can't believe this you know it's been um you know and even little small towns like you know northampton <laughs> you know it was like people are there and they're into it and they know the record and they're like the the reception has been so like warm it's kind of like it's, it's amazing you you were talking about how uh you were at blue note on stage i mean that's such a historical place as is this i mean you uh, what's it like from your perspective to sort of be not only kind of living your dream as a musician, but kind of to sort of be making this impact on these historical places where I'm sure people played who, who have a huge influence on you. You know, it's, um, it's a bit heavy, you know, it's like you go play at the blue note and like you start to realize the lineage and like when people are looking at you, like you're kind of like the next step on that evolution is kind of like, uh oh <laughs> but it's also like it's inspiring because it's um you know we've been working for this for our whole lives you know since i was three <laughs> you know um, and all of us like a lot of us are second generation musicians so you know music kind of came with you know the whole it was, it was a package deal you know life and music kind of came together and um so to be a part of a lineage like the blue note or howard theater it's just kind of like it's heavy but it's 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 inspirational as well I mean, you can't you can't totally be surprised about the people thinking of you as the next step. I mean, you did name your band after. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Yeah, that, I did that to myself. But <laughs> but it's it's a good it's a good kind of pressure. You know, it's pressure, but it's a good pressure. It's more it's more of an inspirational pressure than it is like a you know make me freak out pressure. You know, so it's it's great. It's fun. It's like I mean, it's it's a pressure, but it kind of seems like something with with that name of your band with the name of like for example the the opening track of the new record changing of the guard with the name of the record the epic it, it also kind of seems like something you set out to do yeah i mean and actually it's funny like, so, like a lot of those names have like are like puns and like 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 change of the guard i actually i actually wrote that for my dad and his friends because like when i was a kid you know my dad had a bunch of friends he's he's really talented and a bunch of his friends were super talented and i used to always just wonder how they didn't get a chance to like show themselves to the world so it was kind of like well, at least they'll have a song that, you know what I mean? And, um, yeah. And then like, you know, um, I definitely, I definitely, we've always wanted that though. We've always, for years, we've been cultivating the sound we have and like we've taken it to weird places and for crowds that should not like it and they've loved it. And so we've always been saying like, man, if we just had a chance, we could really do something special. So it was like getting the chance and having it work out is like, oh wow, that's cool. It's a cool feeling, you know? But but the thing is, you've been working in the music industry for a long time. I mean, collaborating with a lot of big artists, touring with a lot of big artists, and performing with a lot of big artists. Um, it, it seems like 
the the opportunity was always there but you weren't coming out with solo stuff but but now we have this new solo record so after years of performing and, and recording with other artists you know what kind of pushed you to i'm going to come out with my own record and it's going to be three hours long and i'm going to call it the epic and i'm going to have these sort of uh really ambitious ideas for it and sort of uh uh really high bars that i'm that i'm going to be setting for it you know it's weird it's like you know I played on a ton of albums, you know, I knew everybody even at every record label and I you know, I was around and all of us were really. Um but it wasn't really till, you know, Thundercat came out with his album because, you know, he he's in the same collective that we all grew up with. Golden Age of Apocalypse? Yeah, Golden Age of Apocalypse. When that album came out, it was like all of a sudden, you know, people that along with Flying Lotus that he was doing, it made people kinda like pay attention. And then there was a, there was an avenue for it. Like we we recorded before, but we just didn't really put the albums out because there was no real place to put them out. And um, even like the way we recorded them, going in, we didn't really feel that there was a place to put it. It was just kind of more like something we did just because we just had to do it. You know, like like just to ease my soul, I had to like record some music. Um, but when Lotus asked me to make a record for Brain Feeder, you know that and that kind of spread. Like it was it was like Stevens putting his record out and having that success and like people like understanding it and getting it like around the world. And then when Lotus asked me to make a record that, that, that just, that it's like, it was like the, the light turned on for all of us. And we were like, man, we got to like record our music and start putting our energy towards ourselves Cause it's easy, especially like when you're kind of a talented musician, young, you get caught up playing for other people and you just, it's like a whirlwind. Like you're playing with one person and then that kind of falls apart and someone else catches you and like you, now you're playing for them and then someone else catches you and you're playing for them. You're, you're in a position where you're in a position where somebody wants to have that talent on their record. Yeah. So you're always getting these invites. Yeah. You're getting these invites and you're making money and you travel around the world and you're having fun and it's like, it's a beautiful thing, but at the same time you, you can easily, and it's probably what happened to my dad and his generation. You can, you can just lose yourself. You just, because also part of like playing for other people is like kind of like compromising who you are to realize their vision so like I'll take these things out of me like I play with Shaka Khan I play 90% keyboards you know so months would go by where I was like barely playing the saxophone because I was doing something for someone else to realize that she needed she needed a keyboard player more than she needed a saxophone player so it's like all of a sudden we, you know, the light turned on. We're like, oh man, we have all this talent, all these songs, this whole sound that people really love. They just don't get to hear it. So we got to, we have to just like kind of buckle down and, you know, take a bit of a hit and just, you know, commit to to doing our own thing. So it's a commitment thing, really. So uh, uh, it, it just kind of seems like between what you've been seeing as far as response with live performances as well as the fact that you had a place to put the record and just this want to invest more in yourself, the climate was just kind of right. Yeah, it was right. It was right. The timing was right. I can tell you, like, I finished this album in 2014, and I was, like, you know, screaming at the stars, like, why is it not coming out? <laughs> and, like, you know, it ended up being perfect timing, you know, after, like, because I didn't know I was going to end up playing, doing anything on, on Kendrick Lamar's record. But, like, just that record coming out, kind of open the door for people to be open to something like my record too you know and so it's um and even you're dead like my, my record was done before your dad came out so it's um it's been a you know it's and even the fact that we didn't come out when we were younger because we were good and we were, we were we were really talented and we had a lot of energy and stuff like that but 
our little journey, like playing through with all these other people, has cultivated our sound and made it kind of more rich. Because like there's things I learned playing with Shaka Khan and like Francisco Agobad and Harvey Mason that I just necessarily wouldn't have learned on my own. You know, so it's been you know it's, it's, everything happens in its proper time and when it's supposed to happen. Well, I mean, you know, large touring jazz bands are. are- fewer and more far between than they used to be so you had to kind of pick up that experience and those chops somewhere you know just with other artists playing other genres yeah absolutely absolutely yes it's a it's a it's a it's a process you know becoming a musician is like becoming a person you know what i mean it's like because that's all you're doing you're playing music yeah 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 because all your music is is expression of who you are so if you don't have anything in there to pull out then it's just like it's just it's just technique it's just notes and chords you know uh, so a little bit about some of the albums that you said were being recorded while your album was being recorded on stage. You said that there were band members of yours who, was, who were simultaneously recording their own music while they were working with you and uh, that they're going to have their own albums coming out soon. When are we going to see some of those releases? Where might they end up landing? How are we going to see them promoted? You know, where can we hear them? We're working on a, on a, on a, on a partnership right now. We're kind of developing our own label. Um, just because we, we want to keep, like, we have a family, we have a, a thing together, so we can keep it together if we want to, you know what I mean, rather than spread it all out all over the place. So we're talking to a couple of different um, labels about maybe a partnership. Um, and, um, yeah, like, Ronald Bruner's record is done, ready to go. So it was Miles Mosley's record and um, Cameron Gray's piano player, his record. So we got a lot of records that are done. Some of them, are, we're still working on them, and some of them are, like, done, done, done. So soon. Like, I mean, uh, the epic and, you know, with, with kind of the titling of this record and, and everything that we were talking about before, I mean, it seemed like you definitely wanted to make uh, some kind of musical impact with this with this album. But do you think kind of inadvertently you're making also a, a generational impact a little bit? Because, I mean, there, there are a lot of records that I review over the course of the year and, and some of which, uh, you know, do take well to the people who watch don't take well and, and i'm very well aware that there's you know a significantly young fan base you know watching my reviews um and and even though jazz might have been a kind of alien thing to a lot of them they took to it really well and and i think you know you're seeing at these dates there are a lot of young kids showing up at some of these uh some of these dates um you know does does that sort of give you hope for the future of this music yeah absolutely i think that um it's a sign of time. I think that like information is kind of more accessible than it's ever been. And so young kids, like they can get to things. They can get to anything, anything they want to get to all that. All they need is the, is the desire and they can like kind of instantly, you know, so as soon as they think they like jazz or think they like music, that's kind of like that improvisational or instrumental, all of a sudden they can just tap into all of it, which is like, what I feel is kind of happening. It's like they're, they're, it's like, it's like they've been in a dark, like the humanity's been in a dark room for so many years, for our whole existence, and now the room is, there's a light on, but everybody's eyes are closed, and now people are starting to slowly open their eyes, and so, you know, cool stuff, you know, there was a time when you could have something really cool, but if you didn't have a way to get it to people, there was no way for them to get it. Now it's like if you have something cool, it's almost hard to keep it from them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you could put if you have a record, it's hard to keep it away from people. Let alone like you know what I mean. It, there's no difficulty getting it to them. So now like, I think the young kids are like they're looking for something cool. And like you know like what we do is we've always known that though because like we've always taken it to places from people, young kids, and people in general who just 
you know, historically or, you know, commonly weren't considered, you know, jazz fans. Like, people who you just wouldn't think would do that. Like, we play, like, gothic clubs and stuff like that. And they just dig it because it's, I don't know. I don't know why exactly. Um, I guess there's a relatability. Maybe it's because we all played so many different styles of music and we've kind of lived such kind of, in, in a lot of ways, common lives. You know what I mean? We've had a lot of, you know, stuff that's, like, really embedded in our music. But... It's really, it's really cool, though. I was actually talking with one of your bandmates about about the fact that the record covers so many bases, so many different styles of jazz music over the years. Sometimes stuff that, uh, like some of the jazz fusion tracks on the record, you know, stuff that like jazz mus- musicians from the fifties or sixties were kind of like wincing at or thinking like, ugh, this is you know not the direction things should go in. But you guys have found this way to kind of celebrate it under this one umbrella in like a really creative, amazing way, and just give each style so much virtuosity and 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 energy. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's part of like the journey we have. We we played with so many different people. You know, I played with Gerald Wilson for years and years and years. Who was you know who was born in 1918, and you know he used to babysit Count Basie's kids. And then I played with Stanley Clark. You know, and like realizing that like Gerald Wilson loved Stanley Clark, and Stanley Clark loved Gerald Wilson, and like George Duke played with Gerald Wilson, and you know like the connections in music. Like I mean, like we have these terms and terminologies that kind of like divide it but the reality of the music actually just the sounds that come out of the out of the instruments are very related and they're very connected and like if you just kind of ignore the you know social barriers of it then you start to realize like oh you know if you're really playing this then it's already connected to that so it's it's, it's really a natural progression over there you know it's, it's a natural that's a natural project um, um, progression from like blues to jazz, to rock and roll, there's a, there's just, it, they just naturally connect to one another. If you kind of ignore what people say about it, it, it just kind of seems like each decade of musicians wanting to kind of come up with their own thing and their own style to kind of separate themselves from the previous ten years of music, and and with so many people just kind of turning a, a blind eye to jazz over the past few decades, which in, in one breath is sad, but in another breath, it's kind of allowed you guys to just bring all this stuff together under one roof, uh, w- without anybody really sort of batting an eye at it. Yeah. It's part of like, you know, in LA, like there's a, there's a whole jazz scene that's really, that's just now some of my dad, like that's, it's gotten ignored. And, and in some ways it sucked for us. Cause it felt like, like you said, I was telling you, like, it felt like we had nowhere to go. There was no avenue for us to take our music. But on the flip side, there was no one telling us what to do. No one, like, pushing us to do this or do that or, like, telling us what the rules were or, like, that you can't, like you said, you can't play jazz fusion and play swing and play funk and play soul and play all these other different things. No one was telling us that. So we just, no one was told Miles Mosley that, you know, we play upright bass, you can't put it through pedals and, and yeah. rock out. So he did it because no one told him he couldn't do it, you know. So that's, it's a gift and a curse being ignored, you know. And that's kind of like, that's totally right on point but but like you were talking about earlier how you know you can sort of get these kids anything and kids can get a hold of anything on the internet it just seems like now was a really opportune time to come out with this record with so many net labels out there and with the fact that you can just put out music digitally and how uh, it's it's not necessarily as much a risk as it would have been if you were pitching a three-hour jazz record with numerous genres on it in the 90s and we're going to need all the studio time and all these musicians uh it, it seems like like the the your ability to kind of just put it out digitally gave this record uh, a chance that it wouldn't have necessarily had years ago 
Yeah, absolutely. And 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 even just like that, like 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 back in the day when it was like you had to fight with a with a with a with a CD stop owner as to where your record got put. You know, you don't have to worry about that anymore because it's just a click of a button. So it's like it doesn't matter which genre you put it in because kids are just gonna click around till they find what they want anyway. So yeah, it's definitely you know you know time that the 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 time that we end is definitely a big part of what allows us is what is what is allowing us to do what we're doing. You know, like when my dad was coming up, like I said, they they were dope. They used to come to the house and practice and rehearse all these songs. But like, no one had a home studio back then, like we did. You know, you know. So it's it, you know it's it's a it's a it's a good time in some ways, and it's you know it's a hard time in some ways. As far as like the home studio stuff and just recording the record, uh, it 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 seems like you guys were able to sort of have this really modern vibrant fresh punchy clean recording but you were able to kind of keep it sounding really dynamic and organic and in the moment it's it's like you know it it sounds new it sounds kind of like it fits in the digital age but kind of that i don't know that 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 in the moment feel of it isn't isn't lost in the process of pulling it together yeah um i mean a big part of that is tony austin the drummer in the band is was the engineer so it was kind of like he had he's a he's a very technical kind of guy, but he's also a musician, so he understands that like in the end, it's the connection between the musicians that really comes across to people, I mean, especially in comedy music we're playing. Um, so that was cool to have someone who's engineering it who already understands that because a lot and of just time, playing it and it's playing it, yeah. Who's you have to try to explain that like, look, you can't put me in a booth with four walls and I can't see anyone because yeah, it sounds cleaner, but. Then you lose a connection. So we, a lot. I mean, most of the record it was we're all playing in one room, you know, face to face. You know, what I mean, and it's that's where that feeling that it feels kind of old in that sense, but it's new in that like we did record digitally and like we were isolated in a way, you know. So it, it kind of sounds like he, you know, engineering the record, playing on the record, being a fantastic drummer uh to sort of be a musician and thrive in the modern age you've got to wear so many hats you know you've got to be able to do so many different things you can't just it's not enough just to be a great musician you've got to be able to record yourself or arrange or whatever you know uh what hats do you sort of see yourself wearing aside from you know just being a great saxophonist oh yeah all of them i mean i'm you know like I mean, I tried to let go in this record and not like, you know, like, um, like Tony engineered it and uh, a guy, Benjamin Tierney, mixed it. But, you know, in, in the end, you end up right there with him, you know, explaining what the music is, um, promoting it, um, you know, you know, just pulling all these musicians together. You know, like talented musicians come normally with like pretty strong personalities. <laughs> so there's a lot of like, there's a lot of like, hold on, hold on, wait, 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 put your knives away. You know what I mean? Let's, uh, let's talk about this. And, um, you know, so there's that. There's, you know, the writing, the composing. I mean, it's, you're in, if you're gonna, if you're gonna realize your dream, your vision musically in this day and age, you're gonna have your hands in every stage of it, even like the artwork. It was like, you know, I was with the photographer scouting out places that we should go take pictures and, you know, even the fonts and everything else. It's like you find yourself just in every phase, like it's you have to kind of be involved, which is good and it's bad. It's like it's like because it, I mean, that's why, you know, John Coltrane, you know, recorded for like nine years and has like 40 albums because he just came into our studio, recorded and walked away and, and then 
two months later, an album was out in the streets. You know, you know me as or a musician in this day and age, you you really have to do everything. So, which makes it more who you are from top to bottom, but it just takes longer. Uh, sort of talking about that process of of getting everyone who is a talented musician to sort of agree on the <laughs> the, the recording of the song or each person's part or or whatever uh, while that can kind of seem really difficult and that can kind of seem like a, like a bit of a headache. I think the music has a certain characteristic to it when you've gone through that process. Oh yeah. 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 And I was pushing for them to be more, to put more of themselves into the music almost to the point where they would get upset. Cause I was like, play more, do more, do something, you know, make it you. And they're like, it is me. And, um, but I, that's what I wanted. I wanted to feel like, I mean, cause I think so much of music today, like it's looked at it. There's like these, there's a star mentality where, like, it's like, oh, it's one person that I, I didn't want it to feel like. That. I think, like, the best music is a communal thing. Like, music to me connects people. It doesn't that's, separate them. That's exactly what I was telling one of your bandmates. One of the greatest things about the record is that it feels so communal. Yeah, yeah, cause I, and that's what I was exactly what I wanted. I wanted to feel like, I mean, even though that, like they're, they're my songs, I wanted you to, I want each person to put themselves in it. Like, put, put, you put something in there. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, and I would leave room for that and. Like, even as, like, you know, we play live, I just, if you want to change something, change it. You know what I mean? Like, um, there's nothing wrong with something being different than the way I imagined it, maybe, you know? Uh I think it's really great, you know, in, in the modern age that we're able to sort of have one person create more music than they would have been able to years ago just because of technology and the digital age and everything. But but again, the, the collaborative process with numerous musicians that are this talented, uh, the music comes out in a way that, that it never could with just one person by themselves. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and it's um, and it didn't back in the day either. Like when you really get down to like if you talk to people like, you know, I mean talk to George Duke and talk to like you know I, I did some stuff with Quincy Jones and like there were a lot of people involved like there were horn arrangers string arrangers lyricists songwriters producers engineers and they all had their part in making something you know I mean and that's with this it was a little different it was in that I was more or less giving the performers that kind of license to like you know like like Brandon Coleman you're the, you're you're a master at creating sounds on the keyboard. So, what do you hear? You know, like I, don't, I mean, I can hear something. I can tell you to do something, but I think it'd be cooler because I'm already infused in this. There's already a truckload of Kamasi in this song. I'd love to get some Brandon Coleman in here because I think it'll make it more interesting. And then you can't, I can't, like I can't put Brandon Coleman into the record. I can only put more of myself in there. So it's kind of like, you know, it's, it's like a musical gumbo in that sense you know rather than musical soup <laughs> um so the 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 tour seems to be going well the performances are going great the record seems to be well received when the tour's over kind of what's your next step what's your next focus really getting these other albums out that's what we're all really focused on you know um i'm focusing on that i mean and then my own stuff as well i'm, I'm when i was working on this when i was making this album um I had this crazy story that kind of, as I was doing the string and choir stuff, I kind of like, I don't know, dreamed half of it and kind of made up half of it and ended up kind of being what made me leave the song, leave the album three three discs long. 
Um, so, you know, I've told a couple of people the whole story and like when they hear the whole story, it's like, oh, it makes so much sense now. So, um, I have written down, but it's just written down all kind of crazy little pieces. Like, so I'm trying to like bring them all together. Like part of it's written in a, in a little folder I have and post-its and on top of music and it's just kind of all over the place. But, um, I'm going to pull that story together and maybe make some kind of like graphic novel or something like that. That could, so like you can listen to their album and kind of see the story that made it be what it is you know that, that sounds even more ambitious than just coming out with another record oh. <laughs> yeah it's difficult it's like in trying to find the time it's like now i have to put on a writer hat i'm like uh you know get up my... you're gonna have to hire an illustrator yeah 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 well my sister's an amazing artist i have a lot of artists in my in my life actually that are, that are really really amazing so i just have to get someone that and i kind of have a vision for what it will be visually you know i have to just try to like you know layman style <laughs> you know what i mean like it's funny like i'm not i'm, I'm in a reverse you know situation because usually as musicians you have like people who aren't necessarily that musically um trained trying to tell you what they want and they don't know the terminology and so now i'm going to be in that position like trying to tell this illustrator like no more like fuzzy ish you know don't make it so lined yeah but it, it'll be fun it'll be a fun thing to do all right man thanks for talking to me dude i really appreciate it oh, performance yeah. is great record is great and uh, again thanks for doing this interview oh yeah thank you man thanks for coming out thanks for all the you know support and love and everything dude.